and welcome to the Self Love Podcast. My name is Elaine. I'm a life coach and hypnotherapist and I am here to impart wisdom in this bite-sized episode on how you can find more self-love in your life. Hello and welcome to this episode, which is all about how I accessed a deeper level of my soul self through inner child healing and the practice of stillness. It's been a while for me to record this episode because so much has been happening in the last six weeks. And what I mean by that is my internal landscape has completely changed in that time. Six weeks ago, I was enjoying my life, this move that I've made. For those of you that haven't listened to any podcasts previously, um, one of my many awakenings in the last six years brought me to this new city where I live, Manchester in the the UK, and I have been sampling all the delights. I found myself a wonderful yoga studio. Um, I have fell in love with my fitness training. Um, I have sampled different foods. I've been dating. I've been doing all the things But it became very obvious to me six weeks ago that some of the things I was doing weren't aligned to who I really am, my soul self. And I wanted to discover why. I had another pretty mediocre slash not very pleasant dating experience, which led me to understanding how I was abandoning myself, my beliefs, not creating the right boundaries, but also how my inner child self was viewing that and how abandoned she felt too. It was a weekend. I just had this experience and I came into Monday not feeling the best, emotionally, um, but feeling okay. I'm emotionally resilient now. I have great self-love reserves. So I felt okay, but I didn't feel good. And I went to a yin yoga practice and it's with a wonderful man um, who is just an incredible healer, facilitator. It's just incredible. And we're going to his classes for a while. And in this particular class, and and for those of you that don't know about yin yoga, yin really focuses on stillness and the ability to release the fascia, which is the outside muscle webbing that actually switches on to keep us safe, but also stores patterns so that it continues to keep us safe in the future. So the the fascial net, the web, 
um, as you hold certain yoga poses for a while, it starts to release. And in that release, if you find safety, you can release old patterns, all sorts of experiences, traumas, and it is just an incredible practice, but it's also incredible for your mind as well. You have to really get into the element of stillness. So I entered into the practice and immediately from the get-go, it was like every word he was saying was meant for me and me alone. And every word sparked an emotion. There were tears rolling from about five or 10 minutes in the class for the whole session. In certain poses, I sobbed more and I allowed myself to go there in a room full of people I trusted this man and I trusted his words, his practice. So it was easy for me to go there. And during this session, I had a very, very strong visualization of my inner child. And for those of you that have never gone into inner child healing or don't know anything about it, We all have an inner child energy. If you have a safe, secure inner child, you will find that energy from creativeness, from play. I don't know if you've ever had that experience when you're playing with a toddler or a baby or a child and you get onto their level and you get fully into that childlike spirit. That's your secure, safe inner child. Whenever we feel safe, we access this creative flow and that can mimic that kind of safe inner inner child feeling. We also have this other element of inner child. An inner child doesn't have to be child. It can be a previous version of yourself that gets locked into an emotion. And if that emotion stays unhealed and you don't make the changes that inner child needs to, to settle, that emotion will keep playing out in your life And you will have very childlike inner responses to certain things as an adult. It won't make sense to your adult self and it becomes a behavior that you do. When you know about inner child, you can very much see people acting in their inner child, but you can also start to recognize when maybe you're reacting to your own stuff too. So as I entered into this visualization, my inner child was lost. I had a visualization of a forest and my inner child was running around this forest desperately looking for something, running around, lost, looking for something and waiting for someone to come along and rescue her. And I very much understood at that point that I had entered into this new way of living with a similar emotional attitude. When I was dating, I was looking for that person that was going to be my safe space. But more than that, I was looking for that person to, to rescue me and I didn't need rescuing, but this was an automatic pattern that I just allowed myself to enter back into. And I understood at that moment that my inner child needed me to connect with her and to understand exactly what she needed. 
because I have all of the tools I do in a child work with other people. And sometimes it's easier to see other people's stuff and not your own. Because of the work I do, I had the tools at my disposal be a, to be able to, to work with myself on this, to do some self-healing. When you have the tools, you can also do the same. But often we need a facilitator to help us get there. I had a facilitator in that yin yoga practice that allowed me to access the self-healing that I needed. So I entered into a commitment to myself to show up for my inner child every single night until she felt settled, calm, and secure. And as I entered into that meditation and conversation with my inner child, I uncovered so many things that suddenly made total sense as to why certain behaviors and patterns kept coming back for me. My inner child needed for me not to abandon her like she had been abandoned herself as a real child. I wasn't showing up in life how she needed me to show up. Therefore, she couldn't settle because I was mimicking certain behaviors that made her feel very unsafe. Self-abandonment abandoning who I really am for the sake of morphing into something else for someone else, not being boundaried enough. This felt really unsafe for her on a deep level, which means it felt very unsafe for me on a deep level. It means that my nervous system would have been fired, but I was ignoring it. So I delved into these meditations and little by little, my inner child started to feel safer and safer and safer. But as I connected with her, so much more came up for me than just the dating scenarios. It was about everything. It was about my sleep and why I haven't slept properly since I was a child. My hypervigilance around external noise my hypervigilance in life around men. So much was part of this journey that came up with just me connecting to the deepest part of myself, which was this inner child that I hadn't been hearing. The last meditation that I did with my inner child meant that she felt safe enough to be integrated back into a calm, secure, happy space. Over the course of the meditations, she went from being lost to sitting. And in that sitting, she was still waiting to be rescued, but she wasn't waiting to be rescued by someone outside of me. She was waiting for me to show up for her. I then was able to consistently show up for her every night by connecting with myself, my inner child, I was showing up for her every single night. She needed that consistency. She needed that commitment. That was number one. We got to the point where she was in the forest, sat on a log. And on this particular occasion, she was crying. And I didn't try and fix I just bared witness to her tears and I asked her what she needed. 
And she said, a hug. And I said, who from? And she said, you. And at that point, as I welcomed her into my arms, she immediately felt calm and safe. This was how I knew that I was accepting myself. I was showing up for myself. I was the committed adult she needed me to be. She is me. Your inner child is you. It's a part of you, but it's still you. It's a version of you. Through this time, I not only healed the relationship with my inner child, I stopped dating. I decided to become celibate for a period of time. I healed my relationship with noise. I self-healed my hypervigilance around noise and certain other things that I would find triggering. And all this magical stuff happened because of me moving here. And it suddenly occurred to me that one of the intuitive pulls for being here was this journey. I had to be put outside of my comfort zone to understand what still needed healing. Over the past six weeks, I've done many different spiritual practices. I've got gotten back into breath work. I used to teach breath work regularly and I've gotten back into that. Different yoga practices, meditative practices, all sorts of different things. And also during this time, I was able to open up my group coaching sessions again, which has just been incredible. As I heal, my ability to help others becomes stronger. So... I was able to step back into that with a completely different head and heart space than I ever have had before. And now I've experienced what I can only describe as an energetic awakening. I will have negative thoughts that pop in because we all have them and they no longer register an emotion because that part of me is a, is healed. It's no longer, and I know this isn't a word, but it's no longer triggerable. The trigger's gone. The thoughts still come up, but the trigger's gone. They no longer connect to anything. So now they just become random automatic thoughts. They're not negative because they don't go anywhere. This incredible work wouldn't have happened if I hadn't given myself that space to relax to find stillness, and to just be with myself. And this leads me beautifully on to the next stage in my journey as a therapeutic life coach and therapist. As a hypnotherapist, I understand the amazing levels you can get to in the meditation. So hypnosis is essentially a deep form of meditation. The difference with hypnotherapy to most normal meditation practices is it works on the premise of relaxing your body first to enable your subconscious mind to open up, to enable your emotional body to open up, but really safely. Because once you're relaxed, your parasympathetic nervous system switches on, so you'll rest and digest. And you can do a lot of processing in your mind without it being too painful on your emotional body. I know that 
through group hypnosis and if you listen to the last podcast episode you will have experienced a level of that I know that through group um, hypnosis that it can be a really powerful meditative experience that allows you to find this level of self-healing you can just be there and you don't have to think about anything you just let yourself flow in that moment The other thing that I've really tapped into on my journey is tapping back into breathwork in a very different way, softer, calmer, and something called heart breathing. I was brilliantly introduced to something called heart math and heart math coaching and experienced some sessions myself. And it's enabled me to get back in touch with breathwork and do something called heart breathing. Heart breathing is truly expansive and amazing for your heart energy. It heals your heart, but it also increases something called mind and heart or brain and heart coherence, which essentially means both are online and working together. Most of our mind stuff comes from fear, not love. So when we can connect the mind to the heart energy, we're working from a place of loving kindness. These two things combined are super powerful. And I am now in a position where I can offer these group sessions and also one-to-one sessions for anybody wanting this kind of journey and this kind of healing. The inner child work wouldn't be done during these sessions that does require something a little deeper which I also facilitate as well but if you want that kind of space where you can just relax and you can just be taken on this beautiful mind journey this beautiful breathwork journey this is something that I want to be able to offer you and I'm offering it for free throughout November and December 2022. So if you hit the link in my bio, you will see that you can book the sessions. They are 7.45 p.m. UK time every other Wednesday evening. The link, even if you're watching this, watching this, listening to this way in the future, the link will remain so that you can see the ways of working with me and you can see how to access these sessions as well. So in essence, this last six weeks has taken me to a deeper level of soul healing and has allowed me to open up this new side of me, this really open-hearted, flowing person who sees so much more positivity now and so much more lightness in what can be quite a heavy world at times. And I really want that for you too. And just by being here, you are experiencing this. You will get part of my energy just by being here and listening to these podcasts. But also think about the commitment you're making for yourself by showing up for you and listening to this. Really honor that each and every day. Just just say to yourself, how have I shown up for myself today? What can I be grateful for today? And this is it. You're doing the work. By being here, you're already doing the work. So Thank you, not for showing up to this podcast for me, but for showing up for you. And if you are interested in anything that I've mentioned today, pop into the show notes, find the links, and you'll be able to book in or connect and um, we can chat some more. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please 
do like, subscribe and share so that more people can find out about this amazing stuff that I talk about. And I can't wait to see you or should I say be with you very, very soon. Bye for now.